Good morning, or good evening, good afternoon, or if you listen to podcasts at any time of the day, sometimes I listen to podcasts at 2, 3 in the morning if I'm up. So, greetings to you. This is Freddie Correa. You're listening to the Chat Snap Podcast. It's a short version of my podcast, my regular podcast called Thanks for the Invite. And... It could be five to ten minutes, but most of the time I lie. Most of the time I go over 15, 20 minutes just ranting about stuff. So I just wanted to talk a little bit today about this new experience I have. A new experience I had last night. On, uh, I would say profession for many. It could be a profession. It could be a job. Uh, a business. I don't know, it's barely the beginning of something new for me, so I don't know what to call it. But before I talk about what it is, I'm going to follow up a little bit on my last podcast, The Chat Snap, uh, where I talked about making daily goals. Yes, this is Freddie Korea, Freddie Robbins, the guru, the self-help guru here to help you improve your life (laughs) Um, I I was talking about how I like to make and when I say I like to make doesn't mean I do it every day by the way it just I, I try as much as I can but it doesn't happen every day but I like to make daily goals five to ten goals uh write them down on a, I like to write them down on a piece of paper. I find it easier. It feels more real to me to complete them. I write it down on a piece of paper and I just write down some goals I want to accomplish throughout the day. Quick example. Uh, today I'm not going to eat any junk food today. I'm going to make sure I do the best I can at my job. I don't know. Something like that. Or today I'm going to make sure I check Facebook only two times instead of 30 times. Don't you hate that? The, the world we live in nowadays, we have to be checking social media. And then I check one, I check Facebook. And I'm like, oh, now I got to check Twitter. Now I got to check Instagram. Now I got to check Snapchat. Fuck that. I know a lot of guys delete their um, apps off of their phone because they have no self-control. But uh, I, ta- I heard Joe Rogan talk about it. He's like, yeah, a lot of people go to flip phones, which is great. I totally get that. Mad respect to people that go back to flip phones because they feel like they're wasting their life away on social media. But Joe Rogan's like, whatever happened to self-control? You know? Self-control is something that we should all try to exercise or practice. If you have the willpower, you could do it. Now, granted... I know some people have it harder than others. That's same as addictions, you know? Some people, it's easier to quit alcohol than others. Some people, you can't quit weed. I only did weed 18 times in my life. I never got addicted, you know? So, yeah, I counted 18 times. Who cares? You got a problem with that? (laughs) But, but, um... You know, self-control is a huge thing. So one of my daily goals is uh, not check Facebook that much, not check Instagram. So I'm limiting it. Uh, I limit it 
to one time before noon. Right now it's 8.51. So when I do check it, that's it. And then nothing uh, in, until the afternoon. Maybe, maybe till three. I, I, don't, I haven't set that goal yet, but it, it's refreshing. It really is. And I know my, it's crazy how my, my, uh, my brain will automatically, if I'm bored or if I'm stalling, if I'm in an elevator, I want to reach for my phone and check Facebook right away. It's really crazy. So instead, now what I do sometimes, I, uh, here's, here's one thing you could do. Uh, instead of checking social media and, and if you need to reach for your phone, go on a news site or something. Waste time there. <laughs> Find out what's happening on, a, on CNN or Fox News with all the shitty elections. That's another way to waste time. There you go. <laughs> Supplement one garbage with the other. How about that? How about that? So th yeah, that was just to give you an example. To follow up from last week, I got some great feedback from lots of people um, about goals. You know, it, t it seems to be positive podcasts usually get the best feedback than when it's just, you know, talking about something that you know, it's a throwaway, which is cool, but I like throwaway podcasts too. I like shit. I like podcasts that just, where you just talk about shit, like different kinds of shit, like Tom Segura or Christina Pazitsky. Um, sometimes they go on a half hour just talking about what kind of shit they had today. Was it soft? Was it hard? Was it moist? Um, so yeah, I, I like all kinds of podcasts, man. But um, so, all right, to go back on the goals. So in the beginning of this year, I told my wife, I really wanted us to raise our credit. I wanted us to maybe buy a house next year. For a long time, I was considering moving to California um, because every comedian seems to go to LA, New York, San Fran, like every comic has, they just have to go to LA to make it. And I live in Vegas. I live in the capital entertainment of the world. And I, I see a lot of come in, come in through town. I see a lot of them. And a lot of them are from Cali, from LA. And what people don't realize, and LA comics don't realize, is that LA comics, when I see it from my perspective, they're trying to get here. They're trying to come to Vegas. Everybody wants to come to Vegas to perform. It goes back to the Mitzi Shore days, back when the the founder of the comedy store. She started the comedy store in LA, and then she opened up a comedy store in Vegas. I believe it was at the Dunes or at the Sands, one of those. You always hear it in, when people talk about history of the comedy store and everything. And she was the reason, her whole purpose of the comedy store, this amazing comedy club, to develop a comedian her whole purpose was, uh, sorry for my speech impediment, by the way. Uh, her whole purpose was to develop a comic to be in a Vegas act. A Vegas act, okay? To come to Vegas and perform comedy in Vegas. So her whole purpose was to have these comedians go through this structure of developing as a comic in one of the hardest rooms to perform in at the comedy store in the original room so that they could shape up and become richer priors 
Robin Williams, uh, Steve Martin, Roseanne. Roseanne was one of those fast stories, like instant success. She only performed one time and she got thrown into the main room at the comedy story. Like she got passed immediately. There hasn't been too many people like that. So you see, that's the perspective I see when, I, when I'm performing out here in LA Comedy Club or with Edwin San Juan at Las Vegas Live Comedy Club. Edwin brings out features his buddies that live in LA and they want to come out to Vegas you know who doesn't want to come out to Vegas but then the perspective I see from the comics out here a lot of them they want to go to LA and that was my mindset too because I was like I'm not saying that's not my mindset anymore by the way but you know I, I still I, I like to keep an open mind but a lot of the comics out here they feel like they need to get ready uh, or, or they want us just leave and, and start performing out there and then they go out there and they realize how saturated it is with comedians LA's no joke man it really is the place where the heavy hitters go for sure New York San Francisco cities like that you know if you really really want to do comedy but if you want to eat fucking dirt on stage and off stage because you're going to be shit poor yeah definitely go to LA you know no problem with that and, and see, some of the comics I see out here in Vegas, some of these fuckers still live with their parents. And they're well into their late 20s and 30s. They live with their mom and dad, and they think they could just go to L.A. and become a superstar, a super famous comedian. That's the wrong mentality, too, I think. I guess there is no wrong or right. But for me, it is. My mentality to be a comedian has never been to be a superstar, a famous comic, it would be nice to be a, uh, to have fame because then you could have people come to the shows. You could have a draw. You know, uh, there's two types of comedians: people that bring uh, put asses in seats, people that are a draw, or just comedians that show up and then the people show up because of the comedy club. Yeah, of course, every comic would like to be the comedian that could draw a Brian Regan. You know, but there's a perfect example right there. Brian Regan was never a comedian that went out there to become famous and a movie star Brian Regan is a fan of comedy he's a straight up stand up comedian he loves comedy and that's what he does if you look up Brian Regan look him up and listen to this episode he did with um, Joe Rogan very good episode he's done a few sitcoms he was in that Chris Rock movie top 5 um but he's always dedicated himself to stand-up, strictly stand-up comedy. You, he could walk around at a mall, and maybe one person out of 100 will recognize who he is. And that would be me, because I love Brian Regan. He does clean comedy. He just does comedy, man. It's amazing. He has the respect of the comedians. That's another huge thing, when, you, when other comics respect you, and they have respect for you, like, because you're a comics comic, you know? So anyway, like I, I was saying, these, these comics in Vegas, not all of them. I'm just saying a handful, very few of them. And uh, without dropping names, I see how they're performing on stage and they're doing somebody else's act. They're, they're acting like a, uh, uh, somebody that's famous right now. Let's say like a Louis, a Louis C.K. or Kevin Hart or 
You know, I've seen Hispanic ones do the whole George Lopez act. Not the same jokes, but, you know, the essence. A lot of people or these dudes, these comedians, I think they're just delusional, which could be good. It's good to be delusional because in a way, <laughs> in a way, um, when you're delusional, you're aiming for something that's not real. That's good. You're hoping, uh, <laughs> you're being optimistic about something, but some of them are just delusional in a sense where they have no idea. You know what I'm saying? Like I had Felipe Esparza on my podcast a long time ago and he said, sometimes you have to be delusional as a comedian. Yes, because you got to see yourself as something bigger than you are. Of course I get it. Totally get it. But if you get what I'm saying, it's kind of like a homeless person. There's a lot of crazy ass homeless people out there that they're delusional and they think they work for the CIA or <laughs> I've met a couple people like that. Um, you know, or they, they think they're, uh, <laughs> they're the president of the United States and they're just delusional either drugs or they're just fucked up in the head there's some comics like that guys there's some comics that come up to me uh, at a show and they try to get on the podcast they're like hey man I was an extra on on a movie they film a lot of movies out here in Vegas especially in the last couple of years I was in the movie I was an extra on this movie uh, or they don't start with extra they say, uh, I, I just did this movie and blah, blah, blah. And I, I'm thinking in my head, yeah, dude, you were a fucking extra. You didn't do the movie. You were somebody standing in the back, in the background. You're probably going to come out blurry, motherfucker. Okay. Um, notice I'm not cussing that much. Uh, shout out to Justin Ruff. He, he uh, called me out. Thanks. <laughs> uh, but um, fuck yeah. Um, the fuck was I talking about? Shit. Thanks, Justin Ruff. Now you made me cuss over here. Got Tourette's all over the place. Um, delusional. Yes. So, so when I see these comics, the um, the comics in LA don't realize that the Vegas comics want to go to LA. And the, and the Vegas comics, they don't see that a lot of LA comics they they're 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 trying to fucking come to Vegas. Because they see the lights, the bright lights, and they don't see the fucking desert and the loneliness and the emptiness. <laughs> but Vegas is just a regular city. It really is. It's just a regular city like any other city. Outside of the Strip, it's regular life. And and you would think, oh, well, common sense, yeah. But no, people, mostly people think that Vegas is, um, every, every bar you go into is... Um, uh, is this uh, like a the cantina in Star Wars? Everybody's partying. Everybody's fucking a cowboy. Everybody is like, it, no. As, as soon as you leave the strip, the prices drop. The food gets better. Um, it just it, it really is nicer. Yeah, of course the strip, the Las Vegas Strip. It's amazing. It's beautiful and all that. So uh, that's kind of like the conclusion I, I got to when it came to moving to LA. At first, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to LA because everybody does it. Everybody was doing it. And it's like, I'm five years into comedy now. I'm barely scratching the surface, but I enough to know that I don't have to be somebody that goes to LA to be a professional comedian. My goal in this comedy game is to be a professional comic. I want to be able to, uh, obviously 
eventually headline but right now the 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 goal the the mindset is to become a strong feature feature is the for those of you that don't know is the the comedy act the middle act that comes before the closer which is the headliner (laughs) there's a path some people skip it some people get famous too fast and then they become headliners without becoming a feature first and putting in the time and they uh end up sucking pretty bad because they got into it into the headlining business too early um but again there's a path for everybody there's not one single path there's no real absolutes if you if you understand what i'm saying so as like i was saying is i i know enough that i don't think i want to live in an expensive town where i mean i have three dogs i don't want to live in a tiny little house in la um and get rid of my dogs or apartment and and i you know I have friends and that they have to go out there and look for parking and then change uh, their, their move their car um, at seven in the morning because they're, they're cleaning the street and they got to move their car to another spot of the street because they don't have their own parking. Um, it's a different world. I, I love it. I love the idea of it, but I'm not, I'm not a single dude. I live, you know, I don't have kids, but uh, I do have dogs. I have three doggies that I love. I don't want to get rid of them. And honestly, I love the lifestyle I have out here. I really do. I like that um, if I'm partying um, on the weekend or whenever, um, I could get booze at any time I want. Again, self-control. Some people, they can't handle that shit. I see a lot of people that come to Vegas and fucking alcohol poisoning, man. (laughs) I have buddies that come from Reno, a 24-hour city. And they can't handle Vegas. Can you believe that shit? They start puking. I'm like, who the fuck pukes? What are we, 13 years old? Who pukes? If you're an adult and you puke, okay, it better be because you're not an alcoholic. (laughs) If you puke, uh, I have no respect for you, okay? No respect. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, Vegas could be harsh on people if you have no self-control. I don't have self-control on a lot of things. Uh, but that's one thing I, I could control as far as uh, I know my limits, you know. Um, but I love the lifestyle here in Vegas, man. I really do. I enjoy it. And I think when I look back at the four years that I, I lived out here, I feel like I've, I've accomplished a lot of things in comedy. I started my podcast out here. Uh, my goal was to fix our credit. Me and my wife used to have a house in Reno. We foreclosed when the market crashed. You know, we got, we were newlyweds and, um, credit got fucked up with credit cards, furniture loans and shit like that. So when I moved to Vegas, I was like, I want us to get our credit back up to where one day we could buy again or not necessarily buy it, but just have good credit where we could get a loan if we need a new car or whatever, blah, blah, blah. For a long time, I slept on it. I moved to Vegas. I just enjoyed Vegas. And I slept on the whole fixing the credit thing. And uh, this is going back to my original point, obviously. But um, I decided, I'm like, this is the year. In the beginning of the year, I'm like, this is the year where we're going to improve our credit. We're going to fix it. We're going to 
make our credit great again, like Donald Trump would say. <laughs> You're gonna fix the credit, okay? I'm tired of living with that stereotype. Hispanics and blacks have bad credit. Yes, for the most part. But it's because the whites fucked us over, okay? The fucking economy. 2005. <laughs> this actually, no, it wasn't a white person. It was a Cuban guy. This fucking Cuban gave us a loan that we, he, we had no business in having back in um, 2007. We bought a $313 Three, no, three, three hundred thirteen thousand dollar house, um, back in 08, 07, I believe. Uh, this fucking Cuban loan agent, loan officer, gave us a a credit uh, of that much money when there was no way we could ever make the payments. Our payments came out to over two thousand. I think it was twenty one or twenty two hundred a month. We had no business in that loan, man. So it was actually a fucking Cuban that screwed us over. My own people. Half of me. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up, man. But I've had a lot of time to fix it. I had a lot of time to get the credit score up. But instead, I've spent it in a lot of other things. Being the guy that buys drinks for other comics at a comedy show or... Just being a generous, generous guy. I still believe being generous is generous is important. And it's a good thing. That's just my character. But um, you just gotta be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more. Um, how would I say this? Uh, more Israelite, okay, without being too offensive. But it's a good thing, you know. And fuck you. I have Jewish in my family too. So fuck off. Um, so to get back to, I, I'm already back. Why am I saying that? The original point was the goals that you set. And one of my goals was to get my credit better. I went on the rant of, um, I wanted to become a, a LA comic or I wanted to get in the LA comedy scene. So my goal was to get out of Vegas in one or two years. Now that I'm older, now that I see the, I have a different worldview and it changes, it changes with everybody, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with changing your worldview. Um, I see it different now. I see like, you know, what if I just stay in Vegas, buy a house in Vegas? The cost of living is ridiculous low, so low, ridiculously low. Um, it's cheaper than living in Reno, believe it or not. And some of you guys that live in Texas, probably not. I think Texas has a lower cost of living. But for being the entertainment capital of the world, it's ridiculous, man. You could live in a house that has a pool, four or five bedroom apartment for less than 1500 in Vegas. Seriously. If you have good credit, you want to buy a house, you could absolutely buy a house for that much. You could probably rent one for around the same I'm very open in my and certain things in my life. Like, I live in a four-bedroom house and I pay around I pay twelve sixty a month. I'm renting, but this whole time I'm thinking I could be buying that money could be going into my own pocket, you know. And I live comfortable. I I live a comfortable life. It's a it's a beautiful house, but it's not my house. You know what I'm saying? It's somebody else's 
bank account that I'm putting money in. And um, I know friends that live in New York and L.A., Bay Area, for the money I'm paying, they're, they're probably living in a one-bedroom or a studio apartment with no parking. They have to go chase a new parking spot every morning, you know, stuff like that. I have my own two-car garage, driveway. I could park more cars on the street. <laughs> There's nobody coming over to clean the street. Like, no, you know, it's not a city street, so... You can park more cars. I have Ethiopians next door to me, and we always fight. Well, we don't fight. We get along, but we always try to, whoever gets there first gets the street parking. <laughs> um, you remember I told you the story, the Aussie that lives next to me. His, he's from Ethiopia, and his name's Aussie. My other neighbor, next-door neighbor, he's a, a, a also a black dude, but American black guy. His name's Aussie, and it turns out my dog... One of my dogs' name is Ozzy, so yeah, it's kind of weird. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's on a previous podcast. I believe it was a chat snap also. But um, yeah, man, it's looking good. It's looking good. This year, I really, that was my goal, guys, to have better credit. And the power of the imagination is real. There is a superpower that you have in your head. You have a superpower in your head where if you think of something, you can make it happen. You really can. I had a thought when I lived in Reno. I did this uh, podcast called Reno Ramble Cast with a, a comedian named Alyssa Cowan. And she invited me on her podcast. And then I had a thought after that and I was like... I think I want to start a podcast. And it all started in a thought, in a head, you know, like an imagination. When I moved to Vegas, I talked about it more. And then eventually, here we are. I started a podcast. I know I don't put out as many podcasts as a lot of people do. But I have reached out and became friends with a lot of you guys. A lot of you guys that we have become friends. And we have met each other in real life. And it all started with a little seed a little bit of imagination and it became real so that little seed of uh improving the credit i applied to get a loan for a car and we ended up getting a, a 2016 dodge journey back in uh, the beginning of march so now we have a car payment but it's already establishing and uh fixing the credit because you need to have credit like, you need to have a loan to, you know, to even have established credit. You, you got to have a credit card or a loan or whatever and make payments so the credit bureaus could see that you're paying and you're making payments and uh, it's improving your credit at the same time. As long as you pay everything in time, of course. Um, so that helped me. That established um, my credit in the beginning of the year. It started helping me. And then I was like, I haven't had a credit card in so long. I applied for a credit card. Got a credit card. So now I have a loan, a car loan, and a credit card. And uh, obviously I'm not young and dumb like back in the day. Fucking, that's the thing that a lot of young people fall into and buy shit that you can't afford and just think you're, you'll pay for it later. And that's how you end up in a fucking in the pit of bad credit and owing a lot of people a lot of money. 
you know I know I'm not the only one that's gone through this you out there that's listening to this we've all gone through it some of you were in college and they they tricked you into getting a fucking oh student loan and then you end up paying a student loan after you graduate from college and you still don't have a job or they get you they, they have people in colleges making people apply for credit cards when they have no business in getting a fucking credit card you know what i mean so i know i'm not the only person that's gone through this shit man it's sad it's sad that but that's fucking capitalism that's the fucking there's greedy people in wall street that want your money and the thing is that you could either be the victim of Wall Street or you take advantage of them and uh, become successful. And there's a lot of people that have become successful. A lot of people that have been smarter than the banks. Look at Donald Trump. He, do, he, he doesn't pay taxes because he's smart, he said. <laughs> Oh my God, I can't wait for the end of these fucking elections. Like, I just, I don't care. Obviously, it's going to be Donald Trump or Hillary. Who gives a fuck? Just go with it. I'm not going to say who I'm voting for here because, you know what? I will tell you who I'm voting for. I'll tell you who I'm voting for. Nobody. Because I didn't register in time. So fuck it. I had no interest. No interest whatsoever. Um, I'm not going to get into that that much, but... Fuck voting, man. Really, seriously. Fuck voting. I'd rather focus on my own credit problem right now. I'm trying to fix my own fucking credit so I can buy a fucking house and have a fucking swimming pool and buy a, a speech impediment teacher to help me not cuss and show me how to pronounce words correctly. How about that? How about that, America? How about you start focusing on your own life? Voting for president is not going to do shit for you. Okay, I said I wasn't going to get into it. So I'm not. I'm, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, I'll save that for another podcast. But um, to wrap this up, kind of, I told you in the beginning, I got into this new thing. It's a new journey, and we'll see where it goes from here. And I'm going to elaborate on it and tell you how uh, my first experience went. Because um, I'm all about really progressing and just just being successful i really am whether it's comedy whether it's my day job uh anything that i do i really 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 want to be successful i don't want to be i don't want to waste a day of my life and i've wasted a lot last week a lot days where i go where like what the fuck did i do today i wasted the whole day Doing what? Nothing. I didn't accomplish a single goal. Nothing. It's okay to have a day where you sleep all day. I do that shit all the time. But I do things that like, why? Why? I played video games all day for what? What? Yeah, it's okay to do it every once in a while. But seriously, I could have been out there making money. Could have been having money in my pocket. Instead, I'm putting money in other people's pockets. Okay. That needs to change. So I'm going to get into it, guys. I'm going to get into this new experience I, I had yesterday, and it has to do with making money. So I, I want you to stay tuned and uh, so you could get a sneak peek on uh, 
just a new, I guess a new, a new way of making money in this modern day. There's so many ways too. There's so many ways, but, um, I, I really want to make these next couple episodes, uh, episodes where they could improve us as, um, as a person, um, whether it's health, if it could help you in health, it could inspire you to be healthy. You know, it's been a good year for me as far as health. I started the, the chat snap with me talking about being healthy and eating right. And, you know, I've had slip ups. Of course, I've had slip ups, especially the month of fucking August, my birthday year. But um, birthday month. Uh, but uh, but it's been a good year. I haven't been a fat slob on the couch. You know, been hitting the gym. Hitting the gym helps me write jokes. When I feel like when I exercise, it's really true. It releases the endorphins, whatever endorphins are. Um, I know it's a chemical that makes you happy, I guess. I don't know. I never seen one. Have you ever seen an endorphin? No. I hope not. I feel like an endorphin is like a kind of sounds like an orphan if, if it feels like a, like if if you ever see an endorphin i would imagine an endorphin looks like an a ghost like an orphan ghost that that he's like a spirit that he's just there to make you happy but it's kind of creepy because he's a, a kid and he died when he was a kid so he's always happy kind of like casper the friendly ghost that's what an endorphin is <laughs> But when I go to the gym and I exercise, it releases like these happy or ex like I feel optimistic about life. And, you know, I get off the treadmill or running a mile or two or doing the Stairmaster or doing weights, pull-ups, whatever it is. When I go to the hot tub or the sauna, I just meditate and I start thinking of ways to make my jokes better. I start go over, going over my set with my headphones and it just helps me. So I feel like I've accomplished a lot this year. Um, this year I probably got in, I went up on stage more than any other year. Yeah, I've done way less podcasts for sure, but I have performed way more. Uh, two, three times a night sometimes. And sometimes I've performed seven days straight, which ain't shit for people that are from New York or LA. I get it. But for me, it is because I was used to just performing three, four times a night, if that, you know, but um, it's been a good year, man. I it really has. And it all started with goals, making goals. I made a goal not to be a fat ass. I'm still a fat ass, but I'm not that fat. OK, Sammy is way fatter than me, obviously. Um, I'm referring to. Uh, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer's battle. If you guys listen to Burt Kreischer's podcast and Tom Segura, it's hilarious, guys. Uh, they've been fighting back and forth on who's fatter, which is cool because you can challenge a friend. And uh, like Shay Nunez, I challenged him because um, I know he listens to Tom Segura's podcast. And uh, let's see who, who ends up. Uh, how about this? Let's start a new challenge. And throw uh, the Dave dog in there. How about that? All right. Let's see who's who, who ends up uh, not being fatter at the end of the year. Or the year's almost over, actually. We should do some kind of challenge where we all lose weight. How about that? Because I know we all want to be healthy. We've talked about it before. So, But uh, 
All right, guys, let's wrap this up. I know I said it earlier, but um, I like rambling. And I know you'd like to listen to a podcast too, so fuck you if you don't like it. Uh, turn it off. How about that? I had somebody tell me my intro was too long to a podcast. I'm like, bitch, there's a fast forward button, you know? Seriously. When I listen to Ari Shafir's podcast, that's one of my favorite parts, the intro. Sometimes he's done over, I would say, even an hour intro. There's been times where he's done that. And then the, the actual podcast is not as good as the intro. So, yeah, fuck you, man. Uh, all right, guys. Next episode, I'm going to talk about this new experience I talked about in the beginning. I don't want to reveal it yet because I want you to listen to the next one and keep you in suspense. And uh, we'll see where it goes, man. I have no idea. Maybe it'll just be for a, a, a day or, or, or a week. We'll see how it goes. But it's gonna, it has to do with getting um, in a better place when it comes to credit, financially. You know what I mean? So, all right, guys. Until next time, you guys are awesome. Please share this podcast. Share the link. Um, take a screenshot and share it. Everybody that shares it, I always appreciate you so much. Um, uh, I, I want to read some... Fuck, I had it ready to. There were some iTunes reviews. Somebody, Some people left some iTunes reviews and I lost them. I had them saved. Uh, I'll just have to pull it up on the next one. But I know I always ask you guys to leave us iTunes reviews. So if you listen to the podcast, if you have not taken... 30 seconds to go on iTunes and give us five stars. Come on, guys. This is a free podcast. It's free entertainment. I just gave you almost 40 minutes of my day just rambling here on something that could be positive for you. Um, give us a, a five-star rating, guys. I would really, really appreciate it. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Write something funny. Roast me. If you want, give me a little bit of a roast. Make fun of me for not putting out that many episodes like Gomez Escondido does, okay? Or say something you like about the show and what you want to hear on the show. I want to read it on this podcast, and I'll do it more than likely next time. So, ugh, damn it. So, yeah, guys, if you could do that, please, that would be awesome. Take a screenshot, share the podcast, and if you haven't, done an itunes review please do that all right guys this is freddie korea signing off fred Recker, f-r-e-d-r-e-k-e-r you could uh find me on twitter instagram facebook snapchat pornhub all right guys peace